2: The fact the Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Super Bowl Fifty Six. It's intercepted. The Rams are staying home
0: to play in Super Bowl Fifty Six. This is the mid-game Game Pre-game
2: show.
3: VEASAN is the, in the middle of 56 hours of free video coverage on VEASAN.com. We've got every angle and aspect of the big game covered for you. During the game, we're going to have our bet cast. He's going to tell you what props have already cashed during the game, as well as helping making in-game wagers. Our halftime show will be live at the Circus Swim Pool with Tim Murray and Sean King. Then a special edition of Follow the Money with Paulie and Mitch at 11 p.m. Eastern, VEASAN. The Sports Betting Network is completely free all weekend long at We continue our Super Sports Betting Sunday. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds right here at Circus Sportsbook. And you know I'm excited for our next guest. Mm -hmm. Super Bowl champion, head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, college football Hall of Famer and national champion from the Oklahoma Sooners, Barry Switzer, it's great to have you on. Coach, joining us here on Super Sunday. Uh, first of all, when you won it in '95 with those Cowboys, it was a first time for you. We know this is the first time for Zach Taylor, the second for Sean McVay. Did you know leading up to the game that you're going to win, Coach, or was it something you still had to figure out, like everybody else, once you get to that that final uh, clock of the gun?
4: Well, I felt like if we play to our capability, didn't make mistakes, we we're going to win the ball game. We played Pittsburgh twice before. And uh, same players, twice before with the same players, and we've beaten them both times. And uh, one time very decisively. But uh, uh, well, you got to play well and not beat yourself. And the best team, you know, usually the team makes the least mistakes and win the ball game. So that's the key thing. We had to do make sure we won by 10. We were a 10-point favorite, and we won by 10, 27, 17. And,
2: and Coach, that Super Bowl 30, of course, was your first appearance ever in the mm-hmm. Super Bowl, but you had been in big games before, obviously. <laughs> it was with the bowl system. It wasn't like the national championship game today, but you knew you were playing for national championship and you got that done three times at Oklahoma. But the Super Bowl is a little bit of a different animal, so that was your first time there. We have Zach Taylor in terms of his first time here in the Super Bowl. Sean McVay has been here once before, and there's been an advantage between a second year coach and a first-year coach so well, what advice would you give to a first-time head coach finally on this big stage here in the Super Bowl
4: win the damn thing Make- <coughs> That's good enough I, you know, <laughs> Zach uh, Zach's from Norman High School right here in Norman Oklahoma yes his dad Sherwood played for me back in the 70s he was a good player and uh, coached coached for me a while I think he ended up going coaching Kansas State with Jimmy Dickey but uh, he's got a Oklahoma background. He played at Nebraska uh, back. Uh, on, I guess in the eighties. I can't remember. Oh, nineties. Nineties had to be because hell, I was coaching here in the eighties <clears throat> or early two thousands. But Zach's done a great job, and uh, and all of them. Yeah, they all do a good job in football. You get a good quarterback, surround them with good players. They usually. You know, get you get it in the playoffs, and what happens there it makes it all, all the difference. But uh, I'm, I, for Zach's first time, he'll be all right. Don't worry about you know, all game. People make too much out of it. You know, you practice the same way on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's the same practice schedule. You prepare for every game the same way you prepare for any game. You don't make them any different. But it, it brings out the best in everybody. Of course, the playoffs do that. Over so there, they'll they'll be both sides of the ball. Both teams will be giving it their all.
3: Talking with Hall of Fame head coach Barry Switzer here, and you know Barry, when you go back to your time at Oklahoma, and I remember obviously you had Troy Aikman before he transferred to UCLA, and then you look at the quarterbacks of today; they, they kind of mirror a little bit of, of Aikman, right? Yes, they're they're mobile with Joey B can get out of the pocket. Matthew Stafford can, but really these are kind of your prototypical quarterbacks. Is this the style going forward? or Are we going to see the influx, the Lamar Jacksons, a, the more of the running quarterback here in the philosophy of football? Do you think it's it'll always ebb and flow, go back and forth depending on the quarterback and and the the athletic?
4: Yes, it always will be. It'll be what the quarterback can do. You do what the quarterback can do. You can't you can't make uh, someone be a, a Baker Mayfield. You can't make him be a Kyler Murray. You know, and Kyler Murray's got to be able to be what he is, but. Doing the best things he does is move movement. Lamar Jackson the same way. There are other quarterbacks. I've always said the college game has influenced the pro game more than the pro game has ever influenced the college game. And I think it's without a doubt the the, the truth because the old days you'll up up split backfield, you had a tight end, the flanker back in the next end, and the quarterback drops straight back and your quarterback had to be a prototype of 2-4 to stand in the pocket, three step, four step uh, five step and seven step drops and and throw the ball out on time. Well, it never moved. Well, today, it, that's not the game in college, and that's damn sure changed the pro football. And the college coaches are going to pro football or coaching pro football. They bring your playbook with them. And, uh, but you have to still do what your quarterback can do. Burroughs can beat your ass running the football, without a doubt, and Stafford's pretty good, too. But uh, these guys can throw the football, and and uh, they're very talented, and I, I like... Uh, Burrell. so i think he's got a great future in front of him i've always liked stafford because he's out of texas he won the state high school championship at island park and uh and uh, then went on to georgia i'd never figure that one out when he went to georgia <laughs> but he was the first guy to, you know out of texas how many guys you go out of texas to go to georgia and uh, he he ends up being the first guy drafted he goes to detroit hasn't been surrounded by any talent but he finally got some talent around him and And uh, Pete's been able to uh, do things with it, wonderful things with it. So I think it's going to be a great game. I'm pulling for both of them because uh – I've got players on both sides. OU's got players on both teams. It's a couple of them on each side.
2: You know, it's funny you mentioned that about Stafford getting out of the Dallas area, going to Georgia. When Coach Switzer was in Norman, Oklahoma, he didn't let guys. Ooh. He he took the guys from Dallas <laughs> out of the state of Texas. And uh, one of those, I always listen to interviews with you, Coach. And one of those players, of course, uh, Brian Bosworth. And you always say, I recruited Brian Bosworth out of MacArthur High School in Irving, Texas. I did not recruit the Boz. So this brings <laughs> me to the next question here with coaches when you're getting into this game. And of course you add when Brian Bosworth, you knew he was leaving and you know, the orange bowl when he wore the famous NCAA Mm -hmm. t-shirt in terms of dealing with distractions. Do you think it's harder today in this day and age with social media to deal with distractions than it was even back then with what you were dealing with at Oklahoma and then going on with the
4: Dallas Cowboys? Well, let me tell you social media has always been a problem we don't like it. It affects the game. But I'm going to tell you what, NIL now is probably going to destroy the game. I promise you. When you bring a third party in the recruitment of athletes going to their homes, talking to these athletes prior to their even going, going to school, about you sign with me, you probably can – I can get more for your autograph than you can with this other team, but <laughs> we signing with this team. But I'm telling you what, that's what we – You know, as coaches, we never wanted that. We wanted we – Directly recruit with the parent and the family and the athlete, and no one else involved. But that day is gone, and uh, everybody's paying everybody the basic salaries. Then they go try to sell themselves as individuals. I, uh, I just, I just, I'll be amazed in a couple of years what this game has become. And, uh, it's already headed that way. College game, talking with I'm uh, like pro football.
3: Hall of Fame head coach here, Barry Switzer, of course, won the Super Bowl in 1995 with the Dallas Cowboys. And, and I am curious, Coach, when you look at the, the coaching matchup today of Zach Taylor against Sean McVay, because Zach obviously was on McVay's staff the first time around when it didn't go so well for the Rams in that matchup against Bill Belichick and the Patriots, how much of, of that common knowledge, if you will, will play a factor in today's game, or will it not at all?
4: Well, they know each other. There's no question about it. They know what they like, but but but... They have all this film to look at and study. They they know how they attack certain schemes, coverages, and all. And every, everybody does that. I mean, knows that in the game plan. You know, there very few times. It's always execution. It's always protection. It's always keeping the quarterback clean, and the quarterback delivering the ball where it's got to be. And, and that that's you can't you can't defend that. I mean, if the guy's on, it's all right. You can cover those receivers, but they, that, the way they throw it today, they put it on them hey they they'll catch the ball and they'll beat you, but so, uh anyway, it's gonna be interesting. I love it that he got this receiver for the rams uh, what's his name z u p p or yeah, no, Cooper. Yes. Oh, yeah yeah i I love that seeing that kid play. I don't know what kind of speed he's got if you' all ever heard what his speed is, I don't know, but he's he's got great quickness, great route runner and damn sure runs great routes and catches the ball with good hands. But uh, both teams, that chase is a hell of a player for, uh, mm-hmm. um, a car with, for Cincinnati. So, you know, they got athletes on both sides of the ball, and, uh, and it'll be, it, you got to protect. Uh, the Where I think it's. I'm concerned would be about uh, Cincinnati is being able to protect Burrow, keep Burrow clean. Hell, they couldn't do it in the last game. They, what They it sacked nine times, they still won the game. But <clears throat> that's. Uh, you know, that won't happen. If that happens today, they're not going to win the game. All
3: right, got about 30 <clears> seconds to go here, Coach. We got to get a prediction from you. You won it your first time around there in 95. Who's going to win it today, and what's your score that you see?
4: Well, they, I heard a minute ago it was a four-point game. I like to, I actually like to see Cincinnati win it because he's a hometown boy, and I know his dad played for me and as a captain and, and the coach for me, so I'll have to go with Cincinnati.
3: All right, so Barry Switzer is on the record going with the Bengals today. Hey, Coach, thanks so much for taking the time to join us here on Veasan. Enjoy the big game and everything you got coming down the road. There he is, the Hall of Famer. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Coach, from Oklahoma. Just great to cut it up with Barry Switzer. That's uh, so he's going with the Bengals again. Absolutely. First first one to take Cincinnati. And
2: and look, he's been in this big game before, and he coached kind of a mini All Star team back there, that Super Bowl Thirty team with the Dallas Cowboys: Aikman, Smith, Irvin, of course, Larry Allen, Darren Woodson. So. Houston. That's what Sean McVay is doing, essentially. You know, you've got Ramsey, Donald. they are going to be future Hall of Famers, Vaughn Miller, Matthew Stafford, Odell Beckham. So, you know, McVay kind of in that very similar situation. We'll see if McVay can get it done the second time around.
3: Take me back to 1995 as a Cowboy fan. <laughs> it's been a minute since Coach Barry Switzer won that Super Bowl for all us Cowboy fans out there. All right, going to continue our Super Sports Betting Sunday. When we come back, let's get in the trench. You know, we talk about defense. Talk about We don't talk about that line. No, play we don't. They thing. never get praise. We're gonna give them some praise when you come back with us, right here. It is in the Sports Betting Network.
4: If you dare, big game, pregame on Visit, the Sports Betting Network.
3: That V-son is the best place to get all of your betting insights for the big game. There's still time to sign up to get our free big game betting guide. This digital guide gives you trends, strategies, props to watch, and tips from all of our experts. Visit VEASAN.com slash Super Bowl to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. That somehow is actually an understatement. Going alongside West Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. We are here at Circa Sportsbook. We continue Super Sports Betting Sunday right here in VC again, get that betting guy. You still have time. Mm-hmm. It's a small investment that could really help pay some dividends here as we get to Super Sunday. And really, I, I think what we try to do is, you know, people can just look at 4.5, 48 and, a half and go, all right, I don't want to make right. it. But you, when you really get into the weeds, and that's why I think some of the guests that we've had today can kind of get you those pathways to victory that we could actually possibly see how you can get there. I think the biggest question mark that we might have is the O-line play against that Rams D-line. Mm-hmm. And when you think of the Rams D-line, who do you think of? Aaron Donald, right? Still chasing that ring. And if you remember right after they beat the Niners, he was thinking about that ring. Yes. Let's hear from AD99 in pursuit of said ring.
1: In eight years, I accomplished a lot in a short amount of time. And one thing that I feel like I'm lacking is, you know, being a world champion. So um, it meant a lot to me. I feel like it would be um, a goal that I've been chasing and trying to accomplish I might be able to check that off and feel like, you know, there's, there's nothing in this league that I didn't accomplish that I didn't want to accomplish.
3: I love that. And let me just tell you why I love that, because that's bigger than Aaron Donald. He's going. He's going to Canton. I mean, it's all mm. it's going to be a – I would assume, a first ballot Hall of Famer whenever he's done playing. Yeah,
2: he's accomplished everything, basically. He's been Defensive Player of the Year. Now it's like, okay, it's all about that ring. And when guys have several years in the league, you don't have many opportunities. So it is all about that ring. By the way, before we get into this individual matchup here Mm -hmm. in this segment... We have seen a couple fives pop up on the Los Angeles Rams. Everybody, all these bookmakers, you know, Derek Stevens has been on here at Mm -hmm. v all the bookmakers around town down at the South Point or whether it's BetMGM, where's the Rams money? Looks like some has come today, by the way. And at the South Point, I know they have popped to five. Chris Andrews just went to five down there. So 49, 48 and a half, total still pretty much where it's been all weekend in the last few days as well. But we are starting to see a little bit more four and a halves. Now, I thought when I was asked earlier this week, I think this is close closing closer to four than four and a half may just be right where it was on that initial move last Monday or right, two see, Mondays ago, I Let's
3: see say. how that plays out because, again, I, I, I grabbed it last week when it was still at four and a half and a six-point teaser. We'll get to our plays that we have in pocket to get it up to ten and a half. I'd be stunned if that got to five and a half. I can't see that. No. That flat number five probably feels as high as it might go. We're talking about Aaron Donald, and obviously you're going to try to block Aaron Donald. Okay? Mm-hmm. So let's, let's start off there because we just heard from 99. When you look at the Bengals' O-line, that's going to be tasked with trying to slow down 99. And I thought it was fascinating in our first hour when we were talking to Dirk Cutter here, the former head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he mentioned you want to position your center and almost tilt him in the way of Aaron Donald. So that would be Trey Hopkins that would have that task today mm-hmm. at center. You can't single block 99, can you, or just roll the dice and try to – I don't know how you stop them. You try to slow them down. No, I don't
2: think you can. And, look, I think a lot of people are seeing kind of a similar storyline in last year's Super Bowl where you have dominant pass rush. That was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against a weaker offensive line, the Kansas City Chiefs. Of course, Eric Fisher, remember, he was left tackle. He what, hurt did, his Achilles. Did that ever play out? And they absolutely missed him. But – if you look at these season numbers, they obviously don't look pretty for the Bengals. 31st in adjusted sack rate. They've given up the third most sacks in the league at 55. Uh-oh when you're going against Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, and Leonard Floyd in company. However, when you saw the Bengals make a little bit of an adjustment in the AFC Championship game, Burrow was pressured, I believe, on 41% of his dropbacks but only one sack because, A, Joe Burrow got the ball out quickly. B, especially in the second half, they got him out of the pocket. Not necessarily designed to run him, but they got him on the loose where all of a sudden that secondary has got to scramble a little bit. And I mentioned that Rams secondary. Other than Jalen Ramsey, who's number one in in pro football focus uh, passing coverage grade everybody else in that Ram secondary kind of in the sick mid sixties out of 118 corners or the safeties. I think we're in the sixties out of like right. 90 qualified safeties. So, That's not great. I mean, Jalen Ramsey can maybe lock Jamar Chase or lock one guy up, but the rest of the guys can be exploited. So I do think they're going to try to get Burrow a little bit out of the pocket. And also with the Rams, just bringing this back to what we talked about earlier. And we also had Chuck Pagano, the former Indianapolis head coach on our Saturday show on betting across America yesterday. And he said, look, you just gotta trust your you gotta trust your guys to get home. That's right. You gotta trust your pass rushers to get home and not bring maybe a lot of blitz. We know Joe Burrow number one against the blitz, eleven point oh, two don't yards per attempt. And look, what, what we saw is that the Kansas City Chiefs, Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, is a guy that likes to send a lot of exotic blitzes right. and likes to send a lot of extra rushers. And I think that that opened it up a little bit for Joe Burrow. So I think maybe Raheem Morris, the DC for the Rams, is going to elect. He'll try to maybe mix it up and see if he can find something. But this is just basically, OK, guys, go kill the quarterback like you've pretty much done all year, third in the league in sacks overall. So... I don't think it's going to be as pronounced maybe as what we saw Joe Burrow getting sacked nine times by Tennessee, but I do think that the Rams uh, can cause a little bit more havoc simply because they can get home perhaps with that front four and and with four rushers and not having to send a lot of corner blitzes or safety blitzes or zone blitzes or anything like that.
3: Again, when you look at the Rams and defensively, you've got three guys are going to go to Canton one day. When you're looking at Jalen Ramsey, Von Miller, And Aaron Donald, we understand that. So you go, wow, they got a massive advantage over the Bengals. Trey Hendrickson might be the one name that you know Mm -hmm. on the Bengals D-line. And he says, you know, it might be more of a collective effort on our side. Take a listen. Trey, in in just one second, because, again, when you look at Trey Hendrickson here, he's the only name on that group. Right. Right. So, again, you look at, at Whitworth, and, boy, he's a stud at left tackle. We understand that. We do have Trey Hendrickson, so let's take a listen now to Trey and how it's so different from what the Rams do individually that theirs might be more of a collective effort.
2: Our defense uh, goes out there, and we're not really worried about where we're ranked or anything like that. I think the most important thing about football is winning the game, um, eliminating their their main players and the explosive plays, um, collectively doing our job and our 111th on our defense, uh, and doing it for the guy beside us and
1: the guys – coaching, and uh, it's a real collective effort.
3: It is. And, and I, I do get the feeling, and sometimes this plays out on Super Bowl championships teams, and sometimes it does not, mm-hmm. that the sum of the parts can be equal to the whole. Right. Now, I, I think statistically it's it's undeniable the Rams have a better defense statistically. Offensively, it's very, very close. But again, when you look at what the Bengals do defensively against that Rams offensive line, Are there any advantages that they might be able to exploit?
2: Well, one thing that they're not going to do, they're also not going to probably throw a lot of blitzes against Matthew Stafford, second in the league in yards per attempt against the blitz, 9.3 yards per attempt, 15 touchdowns versus one interception. So Matthew Stafford and Dirk Cutter pointed that out earlier, absolutely shreds the blitz. So what you're going to see with Cincinnati, I think is they're going to mix up coverages. And we were talking about that with Rondé Barber the last hour, you're going to see a little cover 2 You're going to see a little cover four. a little bit, cover three, like the percentages pretty equal cover three, They play the majority of the time, about 30%. So, you know, uh, we'll see what the Bengals elect to do. What they did in the AFC championship game is they went in that too deep shell. They they went away from the single high coverages, and they dropped eight in the coverage. And Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City offense all of a sudden got stymied in the second half. So I can see them doing that a little bit more. And I want to also get to the Bengals secondary because we have talked about Jalen ramsey yes. and rightfully so number one in terms of pass coverage grade look at these cincinnati numbers uh they're two corners they're two starting corners a who's 18th out of 118 mike hilton 21 out of 118 jesse bates 36 out of 95 as a safety vaughn bell 11th of 95. the weakness there is kind of that slot in that third corner they have eli apple 69th however Eli Apple, you know, I've been referring to him as a bad apple, but the worm has not been in the apple, really, if you look at the second half of the season. In weeks one through nine, he gave up 68.4% completion percentage. If you go from week 11 on into the playoff, 46.2% completion percentage. So he has been a lot better as that third DB for the Bengals.
3: But he did say this week, I know Odell Beckham Jr. from our time in New Mm -hmm. York. I want Odell Beckham Jr., they're not going to single up. I mean, at some point, he's going to be singled up. Right. And I know that that normally is the offensive philosophy, right? Where is Eli Apple? Let me identify that that matchup, and that's where I'm going to go. If you see OBJ against Eli, I mean, you got to think that Matt Stafford's going to yeah, take the Yeah, he's chances.
2: going to throw right at him, absolutely. And, and look, Apple can still get beat on coverage, but one of the things that Apple has done very well, he's been a very good tackler and yes. run support. He doesn't give up a lot of yards after catch. Now he can get beat, but... That that's obviously, I think, who Stafford is going to try to pick on. But I just wanted to mention that about the Bengals that's secondary. These are really good numbers for for this team that's kind of this no-name defense. And,
3: and again, and I thought it was fascinating. We, we talked about it with all of our guests today. If you really go back and watch that Kansas City game, what they did – is they're playing? They're not mm-hmm. getting a ton of pressure on the quarterback if Hendrickson's not getting there, right? But they are playing coverage, yeah,
2: and they're, they're tackling. And, and that's they're what they're sp- trying to do against Stafford. They don't want a blitz. They want a force, And There's always that thing with Stafford. He's going to give you that one and you get that at one. least, where you get that opportunity to get to get one on him. So that's what I think Cincinnati's going to try to do.
3: Don't remind San Francisco 49er fans of that. They had their right. one. Yeah. But you got to come down with it. Got to catch it. When we come back, Ian Eagle is going to join us. He's covered just about everything there is to cover. Can't wait to get his thoughts right here in the Super Bowl. It is Super Sports Betting Sunday on Veasan, the Sports Betting Network. Big game,
0: pre-game on Veasan, the Sports Betting Network.
3: VEASAN is your number one source for getting ready for the big game this weekend. We've got 56 hours of free video coverage on VEASAN.com leading up to the sixth annual live big game BetCast to make you a smarter better. We've got some of the biggest names to get you ready For the Super Bowl, Brent Musburger sits down for a one-on-one exclusive interview with legendary sports better Billy Walters. We've already aired that today. It was spectacular. You can watch the entire interview on VEASAN.com. Other notable names this week, of course, include Chris Berman, Danny Trejo, Michael Simon, Pete Rose, and many, many more. Check out all the interviews on VEASAN.com. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds here at Circus Sportsbook. Boy, we've had some great guests throughout the weekend here. That's why you got to go to VEASAN.com. And check them out. Of course, the Billy Walters interview was Mm -hmm. absolutely spectacular. Ian Eagle is one of the most recognized voices in our industry. Of course, does a great job at CBS Sports. And as a Westwood One announcer and the voice of the Brooklyn Nets. Ian, uh, thanks for joining us here on Super Sunday. First of all, are you working today? Or do you get the day off to to try to uh, just watch the Super Bowl like everybody else? (laughs) No,
5: this is my only assignment all day. This is it. After this. (laughs) I can do whatever I please. I want to get hammered, I can get hammered. I'm not going <laughs> to, but I could. It's available to me if I want to. Fantastic. No,
2: it's great to have you, Ian. And, and look, uh, you've seen and you are you got very familiar in a hurry with the Cincinnati Bengals team because usually yourself and Charles Davis, Evan Washburn, one of the best crews in the business mm-hmm. in the boost for NFL games, you usually are going to get one of the marquee games on the schedule. So you're always going to get like the Patriots or you're going to get the Steelers or you're going to get the Chiefs or the Bills. You didn't get Cincinnati until week <laughs> 11, the game out here at Allegiant Stadium against the Raiders where it wasn't a pretty win, but effective for the Cincinnati Bengals. At what point, Ian, I, when, you, when you saw this in terms of, okay, maybe this is a playoff team, at what point, if at any, did you think, okay, this is a team that can represent the AFC in the Super Bowl?
5: Yeah, you know, guys, it's funny. I had them early, and they, they weren't overwhelming in their win over Jacksonville, but they got it done, and it reminded me that Joe Burrow just has a way. He's got a knack, and This year was all about, okay, can the Bengals take the next step? Can they be reliable? Can they be a team that's relevant? And then they took three more steps. And you're right. It was towards the end of the year where you started to look at them as a potential representative coming out of the AFC. We walked away really impressed with how they handled themselves in Las Vegas, even not on their best day. We had them – After that, against the L.A. Chargers, they didn't win that game. Burrow had a finger injury. At that point, you thought, hmm, this season could go sideways. They could limp into the playoffs. But then they started gaining some steam, and we had them later in the year. had them in the playoffs. I had them on the radio last (laughs) game out, AFC Championship. And there is just something about this group. They follow Burrow's lead. He is unflappable. What you see is what you get in the production meetings. You know, it's not like he's got this other personality. It's him, authentic, very much in control, very confident in what he does. And I think it permeates throughout this ball club.
3: Talking with Ian Eagle from CBS Sports. And, Ian, it's exactly what I wanted to ask you there. Because as a broadcaster, you got to set a scene and you have to have storylines. Which is the better storyline today? Is it easily Joey B with the comparisons to Joe Namath? Or is it Matt Stafford all those years, toiling Detroit, finally yeah. getting that ring?
5: Yeah, it's really, it's a toss-up. But I would say the Cincinnati storyline is just a little bit better based on the expectations, based on Borough Mania and how they've just taken over that city and that region. you know, the, the interesting thing with Los Angeles, as you guys know, being so close to the area. I was there this week for a, a Laker TNT game and a bad loss to the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> and it was early in Super Bowl week, but it was still a, a little bit away from becoming a hot topic in the area. And that's the thing about LA. There's so much going on that I don't even know if, if the Rams have have captured the attention of, of the Los Angeles region. It's a great story. McVay is tremendous. You sit down with him. You feel smarter about football after (laughs) you do. Stafford is deserving of this after all those years toiling in Detroit. It's a really exceptional defense, and I think that's where this game is going to come down to, that defensive line. If they make life difficult for Joe Burrow and can put the Rams over the top, to me that was what was just missing from that Kansas City game. They couldn't slam the door shut. The poor decision made at the end of the second quarter, as we know, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, the toss to Tyreek Hill, asking him to create a play out in space with time running out. It was damaging, and yet they were still in control. Uh, If the defense does its job in that game, they're going to the Super Bowl, and we have a completely different set of storylines. But the Rams' defense is formidable, and and that would be my one major concern that this uh, Cinderella story comes to an end. That uh, the Bengals are going to have a tough time blocking those guys up front,
2: and I and that was right where I was going. Of course, you were on the call for Westwood One for that AFC Championship game in Arrowhead. And really the momentum, it kind of kept Cincinnati in the game when the Chiefs didn't get points right there at the end of the second yep. half. But as we got or right at the first half, I should say, but right when we got into the second half, you know, Cincinnati, it was kind of like they were just hanging around, hanging in. Then all of a sudden they busted that screen to Samaji Ryan for the touchdown. And yep. what we saw is that the Cincinnati offensive line, which has been much maligned, and I think rightfully so, H- held up. So do you expect to kind of see the same in terms of how Cincinnati is going to attack this Rams front, which we know is very quick and can get to the quarterback very frequently. Do you expect to see like a lot of screen game this afternoon? Like a lot of screens to P Ryan or screens to Mixon, where it's kind of like a little bit of dink and dump here for the Bengals.
5: Yeah, I do. And I think it's really interesting. You have consumed so much over the last two weeks preparing for this game. I've obviously paid a great deal of attention to, all of the storylines and all of the buildup. I don't think Joe Mixon has gotten a lot of attention. <laughs> a lot of the focus has been on Jamar Chase and, of course, on Joe Burrow. And if not Chase, then T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd on offense, that somebody else is going to have to step forward, for the fact that Uzama is going to play. And for some reason, I think Mixon has slipped under the radar a bit. He did not have a, a strong end to the season. Maybe that's what's taken him out of the spotlight. But I think he could be a huge factor in this game. And it's everything that you just laid out. They're going to have to come up with something to combat the penetration that the Rams can provide up the middle. And that means working it to the outside. P Ryan, as you said, had a huge play, and I think they trust P Ryan. That's the other part of it. It's not just oh, Mixon is a bell cow. And, and that's, that's the only guy you'll see. P Ryan will see action on third down. They clearly have, Uh, A lot of faith in him as a playmaker, if need be. And then defensively, they've been really opportunistic. Uh, They've probably been better than what they've been given credit for. Lou Anarumo has done an outstanding job with this group. Secondary, pieced together a little bit with Eli Apple stepping forward. And he can make big mistakes, but he can also find himself in the right spot at the right time. Hendrickson is through the roof. Impressive Hubbard is outstanding reader has been really excellent up the middle. They lose and Joby. They found ways to get by with BJ Hill and company. And again, Logan Wilson is a guy that finds his nose around the ball. So uh, I I'm, I'm torn. I really am torn <laughs> on this game. If you would have asked me early in the week, I was bullish on Cincinnati. It's funny what time can do to your right. brain. Because my heart is saying Cincinnati, but my brain is telling me that it's the Rams time.
3: Got about 90 seconds to go with Ian Eagle. So, Ian, let's talk about the, uh, the, the least sexy topic here for Super Sunday. That's the kickers. Can we, can we see any scenario where Evan McPherson can somehow win this MVP in a long shot? I believe around 100 to 1 here at most books for <laughs> Evan McPherson to win the MVP.
5: I mean, it would have to be almost the totality of what he's done in the postseason that voters would have to say, you know what, they don't win this thing without him. I don't know if it would be one specific kick. It might be, you know, he kicks a 60-yarder to win the Super Bowl. The guy could be uh, the MVP of this game. He's been unreal and unfazed. You know, all these nicknames. Kickers don't usually get multiple <laughs> nicknames. The guy's got five nicknames going into the Super Bowl. It's really a tremendous story. All
3: right. Well, we only have a minute to go, and I know that you're torn, but we do need an official prediction. So, who do you got? You're taking the Rams, you're taking the Bengals officially here on Visa, and it could change for somewhere else.
5: It's <laughs> yeah, good to know. Uh, I have options elsewhere. Yeah, you don't <laughs> owe like us any money if it. it doesn't get that's home, Ian. Although I told you this is it. Like, this is my last <laughs> appearance of the day. So, uh Again, I was feeling really good about Cincinnati, but something is is turning me in, in a different direction and, and I think the Rams are going to be Super Bowl champions.
3: All right, Ian Eagle's official prediction before he starts having some cocktails and enjoying the game. He's going with the Rams today. Hey, really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day and, and we're happy that you're your last stop on Super Sunday.
4: Yeah,
5: my wife's getting the blender ready, so we're quicker <laughs> to go. High-level
3: alcohol. Enjoy the rest of the day, Ian Eagle. Great to have him on. Of course, one of the legendary voices you hear each and every Sunday on CBS. All right, when we come back, we're getting closer, Wes. We're going to have to get some of the pocket plays that we already have here on Super Sunday. So don't go anywhere. We got you covered right here on v the Sports Betting Network.
0: The Sports Betting Network.
3: Go for a huge score during the big game with BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and place a $10 money on wager on the final game of the year. If either team scores a touchdown, you're going to win 200 bucks in free bets regardless of your wager's outcome. Just use the bonus code SB200 when you make your very first wager. You're also going to earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for room nights and dining at MGM Resorts nationwide. Only at BetMGM as eligibility restrictions to apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older to wager. A new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is non with free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble your responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds right here from Circus Sportsbook in Las Vegas. And again, I get a little, you know, you and I have done the green zone for about seven, 18, how many weeks in the regulars? I can't even keep track anymore right. throughout the playoffs. A long time, yes. And now we've made it all the way to the end of the road, my friend, and what a road it has Although been. Although we've come... Is to that the voice of, of the, the road. road? I do wonder when you look at some of the fun props that are out there, Wes, and whether or not you will nibble. Because you're a smart guy, and you're not just going to throw around your money aimlessly. But it's the Super Bowl, and some people will do just that. So we've talked a little bit about the coin toss here and whether or not the Rams will win it or the Bengals will win it. Now, this is very interesting. It's minus 105, but to win the coin toss, means that you've called it correctly. doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you accept the ball right. or defer. It's just the fact of you have guessed whether or not it's going to be heads or tails. Mm-hmm. Correct? So those are all minus 105 here for either heads or tails or which team will win it. Any play there at all?
2: Nothing for me. I know. I know. I'm no fun, Dave. No, I don't. I, I, I don't. I don't bet the coin toss. The ultimate.
3: Leave it to chance.
2: Uh, but yeah, I. I don't really get. I don't really get involved in that. I know it's been. You know, tails is what was the lean? What was the split? Twenty like nine twenty six. Twenty nine twenty six. So tails. tails has failed twenty six times. Never nevertheless, but look, times. these are fun props, and obviously, you know, people with more jurisdictions legalizing this, you're getting the national anthem. I know. I guess there was a rehearsal heard. Earlier in the week, so you saw a lot of money go to the over on Mickey Guyton singing the national anthem. So, yeah, I do I do think these fun props are fun for bettors maybe that don't bet week to week Correct. in terms of football.
3: Yeah, so we'll see. I, I saw somebody said that they have a definitive knowledge that there's going to be a Tupac hologram at halftime.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I don't know if that's what you bet. Good uh, luck. Somebody is somebody put a nod out there. Who is going to be make a special
2: appearance of the halftime performance. Not announces is, uh, is ice cube going to make an appearance is yeah, Warren, is Warren G going to make an oh, appearance and wow. regulate Super Bowl 56. We shall see. I'm
3: picking up what you're putting down. You know, a lot of people think this game will be close. I'm one of those people. If you've been watching the NFL this year, you and I doing the green zone, I feel like every week, and it wasn't every week, but it felt like every week we had an overtime game, Mm -hmm. right? We've had some very close and overtime games in the postseason. If you think this one's going to go to extra time, well, you can get some plus money on that at plus 800. The nose, minus 1,600. Again, if you think there's going to be a safety, again, Peyton Manning go back to the Meadowlands, first snap of the game, that one crashed. That'd be plus 750 if we get one of those scenarios. And you've
2: never saw the big odds on that ever since that happened, because kind of going into this in terms of these first two props you see on the graphics, yes, on the overtime, yes, on a safety. This is where you get the most money in terms of sports betters. It's not just the guys that grind it out every week, week to week in the NFL or, or, you know, that are, regular bettors, you get a lot of casual bettors Mm -hmm. that maybe only bet one game a year because they want to have some fun at their party and, you know, bet some kind of fun stuff. And these are a couple of the fun things that do get attraction where the books are actually... It's not going to break them if they lose these props, but they're going to want the nose on these because most of the bets come on the yes because bettors want to bet a little to win a lot. So, even though you're not getting those mid-teens or 20 to 1s anymore on a safety in the Super Bowl, people are still going to say, yeah, 15 to 2, 8 to 1, I'm in on a safety or on an overtime. So, bettors like to bet a little to win a lot.
3: You know, it's interesting too. We just showed you there that the the first team to call a timeout even money minus 115 You and I both like a lean on this. Well,
2: that is one I actually did bet. I did bet the Los Angeles Rams at minus 115 to be the first team to call a timeout. Because if you look... The Rams have called the first time out in nine straight games. I think there was a study done by one of the NFL stats guys, and they measure what are designated as unnecessary timeouts. And I don't want to necessarily get into the definition of that. But the general principle is is that Sean McVay does not hoard his timeouts. He spends it. He's got the (laughs) political capital, and he spends it, so to speak. And if he doesn't like something, he will burn that timeout. So that's why I went with the Rams, nine straight games, calling the first time out of the game.
3: Very quickly. If you think both teams could score a safety. What do you think that number? Is? <laughs> Plus fifty to one, five thousand, right there. If you think both teams could score, I feel like lot. it should be higher though. I
2: feel like you're getting a little cheated on that number, actually, I'm with you. I don't because think that's of high what enough. we saw. Like the the Peyton Manning first play of the game, really the the game where he looked the most discombobulated of any game in his career. Safety on the first play of a game, Seattle were out in that. Super and very
3: ball. quickly, well, the team that scores first win the game. That's normally a correlation mm-hmm. type. Of there, minus 200 for the yes, you can understand the logic. Yes. Yeah, and, and
2: look, you can do in-play and live wagering in this game, so don't think that you're done right. in terms of a team scoring first. And, yeah, you see a lot of those index props get played, too. I, th- I think a very popular one I've seen, second half to be higher scoring than the first half. And more often than not, that does seem to happen, and that's why I play that under 630, under 530, because usually it's off to a slow start, and then they eventually get off and running because it's kind of like – feeling each other out, a team has a two or three-minute drive, maybe gets one or two first downs, doesn't get anything, punt the football, maybe not take a lot of chances. Now, we'll see if kind of the league is switching a little bit. If these guys are going to take more mm. chances, you know, midfield uh, fourth and three or fourth and two where it's like, you know what? I'm not going to punt the football. I'm going to go for it and make my stand because we've seen coaches nowadays. That's right. Like to do
3: that earlier in the game. All right. You're going to be getting out of here in about four minutes so you can be like Ian Eagle and have some cocktails and enjoy the game. Mm-hmm. But Before you leave, sir, we got to get the plays that you already have in pocket here in some of your plays that you like. And let's start off right at the top here with the Bengals. Plus the four and a half, but it's more of a hedge for you, right?
2: Yeah, 15 to one. I got on the Rams for the uh, Super Bowl future in the summer, and I'm trying to do kind of a hedge middle. Now, the easiest way, obviously, to do this is to play the Bengals money line at plus money and then do the math accordingly, depending on the size of your wager or the size of your bankroll. Look, if you bet 10, 20 bucks on a Rams future, don't hedge, let it ride. I mean, but if you've bet like a thousand Mm -hmm. or a couple thousand dollars or at least several hundred dollars, then you probably want to hedge and at least lock in some profits. So no real true position on the the game and I feel like that's a cop out but nice. when you have so ma- when you have so many props, exactly. you don't have to bet size and totals on this game so I'll get to a couple props really quickly I took sure. both the quarterbacks under their rushing yards Burrow is now 11 and a half Stafford five and a half I don't think Matthew Stafford is going to want to run he is going to get rid of that ball in a hurry live defied another day discretion the better part of valor Burrow we know can run and coach Switzer pointed that out earlier but you know, this is a guy that did tear his ACL last year, so I don't know if uh, if uh, Zach Taylor is really going to want him running the football all that much. Now, I do think they're going to try to move him out of the pocket and get that screen game going, which led me to Joe Mixon at over 25 and a half receiving yards. And I think Mixon, Ian Eagle mentioned it too, and I was like nodding my head like, yes, sir, he <laughs> is the forgotten man here because really is. everybody is kind of going to P Pirine because P Pirine, Broke the play Against last the Chiefs, week, 41 right? yards that really turned the game around for Cincinnati, where that was the first time you thought, hey, they can go ahead and win this game. However, when you look at Pirine, I think he only had like two touches in the two playoff games beforehand. So this is not a guy that's been doing this week to week. So I went with Pirine in terms of the under yards as well. Burrow, I do think a young guy is going to want to, you know, force the ball a little bit. Might throw an interception first time. Hey, I'm trying to make a play, especially if he gets behind. So, yes, on the interception at minus 130.
3: You know, I look at some of those, and I see that Ben Skaronic, very tough name to say, Mm -hmm. plus 950, very quickly. He was wide open Mm -hmm. in the NFC title game. So, I kind of like your play there because I actually think they're going to run plays for him, and the defense might not be suspecting. Well, there's
2: always somebody that kind of, you know, Turns out to have a very good Super Bowl game that everybody kind of forgets about. I know people are kind of thinking it's going to be Kendall Blanton because Tyler Higbee, of course, out for this game. But I think the word is out on Kendall Blanton. So I went with Skoranek anytime TD at plus 950. I think I'd seen him 50 or 60 to 1 to be first touchdown. I did not necessarily go that route. And speaking of Rams receivers, I thought the Cooper Cup Props were inflated, but I thought this one I played early in the week had value. Longest reception over 28 and a half yards. I just think the middle could very much be open, and he is the yards after catch master. So I didn't want to go over the big number in terms of a 100. I didn't want to go over receptions because those are already taxed into the number,
3: but I thought over 28 and a half had a little value. And again, we know that Joe Burrow is going to throw a pass, and we certainly know Matt Stafford's going to throw one. Players with pass attempts over two and a half plus value, plus mm-hmm. 160. I love your rationale. Yeah,
2: here. and because Johnny Hecker is a very good, uh, if you want to, I don't know if this is a term, fake punter. He is very good at that. He's pr- proven he can pull it up. Jamar Chase could get the ball on an end around and look, throw a pass. You could see OBJ perhaps doing that. So, I thought, you know, this was 170, now 160, 150. I thought this is very realistic to happen because some there's going to be a
3: trick There is at some point in this game. Uh, very quickly, uh, most of our guests that we've had on in the last two hours are going with the Rams, right? Now, Chris Berman, he took the Bengals 27. He, he took the Rams to win, but not cover. Mm-hmm. I know you don't have a real opinion on it, but in about 15 seconds, who do you like? The Rams are going to be champions of Super Bowl 56. So there it is from Wes Reynolds. Always enjoy having you on, Wes. We'll Great. You. I'll miss you when we're not talking football next week. Come on back, Matt Humans, in the hot seat when we come back right here on VC, and the Sports Betting Network.